Everything is Putin's price hikes, inflation is Putin's fault. People don't believe that either. They know that we had inflation before this. Tell you a secret. Most people don't really know what capitalism is. Most people don't even know what socialism is. But most people are not capitalists. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. information on breaking news and more bold inspired solutions for america this is a special edition of the sean hannity show america trapped behind enemy lines day number 222 all right day 222 glad you're with us hour two sean hannity show 800 941 sean if you want to be a part of the program uh the president of the heritage foundation is close with the ukrainian ambassador oksana markarova is her name and had lunch with her a week before the Russian invasion. And he joins us now um, because he has some insight that may be beneficial for us to know. Uh, like, for example, Russian Russia is our current enemy today. But, yeah, China is the bigger rival. I keep pointing this out. Nobody seems to pay attention. Anyway, Dr. Kevin Roberts, sir, welcome to the program. What can you tell us? Oh, Sean, it's great to be with you, but but to the point, because I know it's on your mind and, and on almost every American's minds, two things. The first is, yes, our, our friend at Heritage, uh, the ambassador of Ukraine, the United States, was very worried uh, with obvious reason. Her, her people, of course, I think this is the headline, have been even more courageous than American media have, have related, although obviously you do a great job. But the second thing I want to key in on, and it's not to be dismissive of what it looks like if you're a Ukrainian person and you're dealing with this thug in Putin is that that's almost something that Americans are seeing as a distraction because the real threat, the existential threat to America is the Chinese Communist Party. And I think our president is failing not only in being caught on his back feet with the Ukrainian crisis, but also failing to lead us into a grand strategic vision for what we do to address the Chinese threat. Well, the Chinese threat, I think, is more real. They've been involved in a military buildup. You know, they they have these man-made islands that have now become bases for them in the South China Sea, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think there's three of them. Am I correct on that? that that's correct. And and there, you know, we host heads of state, you know, ambassadors at Heritage all the time. And, and just to, to mention something that's a relevant aside. You know, we're sort of the, the people's representative behind enemy lines, if you will. We're in D.C., but out of it. But the point is, at a far greater extent than most Americans realize, the Chinese are buying up parts of the world and creating these things, like these, these fake cities, that really ought to scare the daylights out of us. Well, you've heard the, the language of President Xi, that, uh, that he wants, quote, reunification with Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan is a sovereign nation. Um, 
And uh, if that happens, don't we have an alliance uh, and an agreement and a promise we've given Taiwan if, in fact, uh, uh, President Xi tries to take over Taiwan? Well, we do. And, in fact, we've been arguing for a long time. And Secretary Pompeo, at an event at Heritage last week, was very plain-spoken in our theater. And By, by the way, he, he had recently been to Taiwan about, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, that's right. I mean, he, he had been there, you know, within seven days of arriving at Heritage. And he said very plainly, look, we owe the Taiwanese even more than we've given them. And I think the key point is that used to be something that, that, that was not partisan. That is to say both Democrats and Republicans would agree with that. So Heritage is a full-throated supporter of Taiwan. It's a great free market economy. It is a sovereign nation that looks to the West to be partners with. The ambassador of Taiwan to the United States, also a heritage friend, was, was with Governor Greg Abbott yesterday, obviously in Texas, developing economic partnerships that ought to excite Americans. All of that to say this, John, it's past time for the United States to recognize the Taiwanese and any sovereign people and stop letting these thugs, whether they're Russians or the Chinese communists, dictate the terms. All of right. Debate. So President Xi's watching all of this. I can only imagine what he's thinking. He's gonna. I think he's gonna watch this play out. I predicted it would be sometime after the Olympics that he makes his move. Uh, my guess is he would expect very little resistance in terms of any military support from the United States or the world. Is would that be a proper prediction? It, it is a proper prediction. You know, unfortunately, I will say, sir, you're right. And so, what we're trying to do every day, and thankfully, there are people like you in the media saying the same thing is to put pressure, public pressure, PR pressure, on the Biden administration, on our friends in Congress, to say, look, if the withdrawal of Afghanistan, if the backfooted nature of our response to the Ukrainian crisis teaches us anything, it's that we cannot commit the same mistake yet again only a year and a half into this presidency, which is for America to be portrayed as being the weakest it's ever been in modern history by our allies. There's only two strategies that I support. I'll, I'll no longer support... And I blame politicians on both sides of the aisle for this is they they're all gung ho and, and they all want our kids to go out and fight these wars and they start these wars. And 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 then all of a sudden uh, they never fight them to win them, because if they fought them to win them, they would unleash hell. If you, remember, you know, the scene in Gladi Gladiator where Maximus <laughs> says on my command, unleash hell. That's right. Uh, OK, that that that's the way you win a war. And we fight these wars half-assed, and then they get politicized, and we lose thousands of our uh, men and women, our national treasure, uh, thousands more injured, debilitating injuries, losing you know limbs and arms and legs and blown to, to pieces that somehow survive, and their lives are forever changed for the worse. And then we say, oh, never mind. And when we pull out like we did in Afghanistan, in this case, we abandon Americans, thousands of green card holders, you, our, our allies in the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan, they're being killed and slaughtered um, when they say never mind. And then we leave 80 plus billion dollars of military equipment because Joe's an idiot and he didn't, you know, the whole world watched the Taliban on the march, except Joe Biden apparently missed it. And he waited until Karzai International Airport was in the hands of the Taliban before he decided, oh, maybe we ought to get out of here, uh, which was a little late. So we're not going to support boots on the ground. But wouldn't it be based on what we 
watched with Putin and his military buildup on the eastern Ukrainian border uh, and, and weaponry and machinery and troops. And we didn't lift a finger. And people were actually saying on TV, nah, he's not going to do it. He's just negotiating. And I said, well, maybe they're right. Doesn't look like it to me. Looks like he plans on invading Ukraine. And Yeah, that's right. So the only the only option I think we have is to arm Taiwan. I, oh, I agree entirely. I mean, and that's the lesson we have to draw, right? That you know, here we have President Biden just a couple hours ago talking about all of you know whether it's sanctions or sending war material, wondering if if it's too late. Well, hell yes, it's too late, and it's because of you, sir, President Biden. And so, as we think to the future, Sean, that's ultimately what we're trying to do at Heritage is recognize the reality of, of foreign policy right now is awful. Let's not repeat the same mistake with Taiwan, because if we do, and I don't mean this to be filled with hyperbole, trust me, if we repeat the same mistake with Taiwan, it is going to cost scores of American lives and our American way of life. That's what's at stake when it comes to addressing this threat of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Scary times, I'll tell you that, Dr. Kevin Roberts. I hope people are listening to you. I really do. 800-941-SEAN. Thank you for being with us. If you want to be a part of the program... By the way, Biden went a little wobbly. He told reporters in 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 Brussels uh, hours after meeting with leaders of 29 other countries, uh, we would respond if he uses chemical weapons. But the nature of the response would depend on the nature of the use. I mean, the, Linda, doesn't that sound exactly like, you know, well, it depends if it's a minor incursion, which seemed to be a seal of approval. He keeps making the same dumb, idiotic mistakes. What does that mean? It would depend he's, on the nature of the use of chemical weapons. What? He is an embarrassment to the country. And the fact that he was there and he was making any jokes and that he was smiling or doing anything like that, it's completely and totally embarrassing. Yeah, it, it's it's insane. This, this is a form of insanity. You know, at, at the presser today, Biden goes on, sanctions are never going to stop Putin. We never said they would. Listen to what he said, because... He's not understanding. There are two main things that NATO and the U.S. needs to do. One, don't import any energy at all from Russia. That will uh, that will bankrupt him. I've said that from the beginning. Half, if not 60 percent of Russia's economy is energy. You take away the sale of energy to our allies and he is, you know, he's He's, he's out of luck. He has no money. You bankrupt him. And the second thing is you provide the weaponry. Here's Joe from earlier today. Sir, deterrence didn't work. What makes you think Vladimir Putin will alter course based on the action you've taken today? Let's get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that, in fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never deter. Kamala Harris did. You keep talking about that. Sanctions never deter. The maintenance of sanctions, the maintenance of sanctions, the increasing the pain and the demonstration why I asked for this NATO meeting today is to be sure that after a month we will sustain what we're doing, not just next month, the following month, but for the remainder of this entire year. That's what will stop him. You believe the actions today will have an impact on making Russia change course in Ukraine? That's not what I said. You, you're, you're playing a game with me. I know. The answer is no. I think what happens is we have to demonstrate the purpose, the single most important thing is for us to stay unified and the world continue to focus on what a brute 
this guy is and all the innocent people's lives are being lost and ruined and what's going on. That's the important thing. But look, if you're Putin and you think that the that Europe is going to crack in a month or six weeks or two months, why not? You, they can take anything for another month. But we now, have to demonstrate of, the reason. I let me let me play this cut. This I'll play. Biden stammering over the answer of whether Russia should be removed from the G20. And then he, he, he I mean, he's a, a bumbling idiot saying, oh, I hope I see a lot of people. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say where I'm going. Listen to these two cuts. Do you think uh, that Russia needs to be removed from the G20? On the latter point, my answer is yes. It depends on the G20. Um, I, that, that was raised today. And uh I raised the possibility if that can't be done, if Indonesia and others do not agree, then we should, in my view, ask to have both uh, um, Ukraine uh, be able to attend the meetings as well as uh, um, basically Ukraine being able to attend the G20 meeting and observe. This is yeah. an international responsibility. The United States is a leader, one of the leaders in the international community, has an obligation to be engaged, to be engaged and do all we can to ease the suffering and pain of innocent women and children and men, for that matter, throughout, the, th throughout Ukraine and those who have made it across the border. I plan on attempting to see those folks, as well as I hope I'm going to be able to see, I guess I'm not supposed to say where I'm going, am I? But anyway, I hope I get to see a lot of people. Attempting, <laughs> hoping. I guess I shouldn't say where I'm going. I just hoping to see. Uh, this is the president of the United States of America. I I, I can't take your questions. I'm gonna, they're going to yell at me. My staff is going to yell at me, and I won't get my ice cream. I I can't take it. I can't. It, it is. Uh, it's so humiliating. I'll take those. Mean I wish tweets. he cared that much about the women and children across our own border. I wish yeah, he cared exactly. that much about all of yeah. those women and children being trafficked right now. No, uh, good. Where's point. their help? None. None. By the way, don't hold your breath. It's never happening under this guy. You're right. Forty-year high of inflation, first interest rate hike. We expect as many as seven, according to Goldman Sachs, and a lot of volatility as the year goes on. Look. When your rates rise, your debt is going to get more expensive. Interest rates are going up dramatically. Lock it in now. There are tens of millions of Americans that have not taken advantage of these historically low interest rates. Now, they're going up, but it's still relatively low. Now, that's why I want you to call our friends at AmericanFinancing.net. good friend of mine just got a loan from them. And by the way, they will give you a free, no pressure, no obligation, uh, mortgage review. And they'll tell you how much you can save on your mortgage every month, hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars a month. Uh, and over the course of your loan, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is real money. Call them now. They're mortgage experts waiting for your call. Do it before these other rate increases happen. 866-615-9200. I'll say it again. 866-615-9200. They're on the web, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, NMLSConsumeraccess.org. If you're ready to get out of the media.
a spin room, you've come to the right place. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Our friend Robert Cahaley of Trafalgar, 80% of voters want Biden to pump more U.S. oil. I'm sure that includes natural gas, too. Sky-high prices uh, and Governor Whitless Whitmer is pushing to shut down a critical pipeline. This is what I mean by the climate alarmist religious cult, the new Green Deal radical socialist, the Jennifer Granholms of the world. I mean, what a jackass statement she made yesterday. I played it on TV last night. You know, she she doesn't give a, you know, Jack Adam Schiff about the the life of real Americans, you know, between the 40 year high of inflation, record high gas prices. They don't care. They're, They're that married to this new Green Deal madness. Anyway, Governor Gretchen Whitman is now continuing a legal battle to shut shut down this pipeline, this oil pipeline, even with the highest gas prices we've ever had. How how dumb can you be? I mean, I can't believe it. They're arguing the Russia's invasion with Ukraine, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, Canadian Chamber of Commerce, Ohio uh, state chambers of Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. An amicus brief filed last week over the lawsuit, whether the pipeline can continue operation. Why would you shut it down now? Are you that dumb? New home sales unexpectedly decline for the second month in a row. Uh, unexpectedly, <laughs> with this inflation, sale of U.S. homes fell for in February for a second month, suggesting high prices, rising mortgage rates will maybe keeping prospective buyers on the sidelines. By the way, if you're looking to buy a house, a refinance, AmericanFinancing.net. You want to get in touch with them. Plunging durable good orders signal a possible recession. We told you this is coming. Financial Times, top oil traders are warning oil can go to 200 bucks a gallon. Goldman Sachs says that would immediately launch this economy into a recession. Surging oil prices have a ripple effect. Rising prices mean rising transportation costs. Uh, shopping, groceries, everything you buy in every store. Who's been telling you that? By the way, rents now have jumped 17% since last year. That's a new record. U.S. home sales drop further as mortgage rates rise and rising interest rates will shift the housing market's foundations. It, it, all of this is an Adam shift show. It is going to be awful. the liberals nuts sean hannity is back on the radio right now five now to the top of the hour 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program if you're looking ahead to the november elections i mean these are it's so cliche but it's just always true you know a tipping point of all tipping points right latest emerson poll has donald trump with a 12-point favorability advantage over Biden, 59-47. Now, why is Trump looking better in terms of his favorability? Yeah, there, there, there's been criticism. By the way, some of it probably legitimate. And Donald Trump is tough, and he's irreverent and iconoclastic, and he kind of, you know, he breaks things a little bit here and there, and he shakes things up and says things that maybe he shouldn't say. But he got things done. We became energy independent. We were a net exporter of energy. 
The economy was prior to COVID was creating one record after another, and it was impacting every demographic group in the country. Record low unemployment after record low unemployment. African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment, African-American youth unemployment did a great job. So, you know, that that's one poll out there. And if you look at the generic ballot, we we now have Republicans up pretty handily. Uh, I'm not sure we have Dr. Oz on Hannity tonight, but Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker uh, are requested to step down by a representative of Joe Biden on behalf of Joe Biden. They send this letter and doesn't want them on the, the, the president's council on sports, fitness and nutrition. So we have a war in Ukraine. Joe is in Brussels and the 40 year high of inflation and record high gas prices. And this is where Joe Biden's heads at to get rid of two great people. <laughs> it's just unreal. Let me play Dr. Oz's response. He'll join us on TV tonight. It was pretty funny. Listen. I just received the letter on your screen. It's on behalf of President Biden from the White House requesting that I resign from the President's Council on Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition. It's beyond sad that Joe Biden would politicize such an important issue like health. In fact, let me offer a suggestion. The doctor he should ask to resign is Dr. Anthony Fauci for a multitude of obvious reasons. Oh, I love that. Wasn't that a good answer, Linda? That was a great answer. I'm telling you right now, I would love for Fauci to sit down with Oz and have a one-on-one. It'd be a massacre. Who would be he, I'll tell massacre. you what, he wants to win the Senate race in Pennsylvania, do that, that and win it. in a heartbeat. Oh, my gosh. And and, he, and he's been with us from the very beginning. Uh, not not He never bought into reactive medicine. He always thought it was stupid. And that's, you know, we had been friends before, but we really became friends, like, with COVID. And, and that's when he first told me he was thinking about running for office. And we, we started probing deeply into the economy and foreign policy and energy and borders and judges. And I mean, we went through the whole list and, you know, people gave me a hard time when I supported Donald Trump. You're 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 a traitor, Hannity. You're not supporting a conservative. I'm like, where are all those people that hated me then? Well, They're to play of... devil's advocate for one second, I think sure. that there's a little bit of a difference between Trump and Oz, only because you knew Trump for almost 20 years. And to Trump's credit, you can go back to tape of him in an interview with, you know, Diane Sawyer sitting there talking about his vision for America and his fiscal positions and where he stood. They never changed. What he said then is what he says now. We don't know Oz as long, but I do think that there are people. I know like longer Oz. than you. I'm not saying you do or you don't. My point is, you know the the depth of the conversations that I have with these candidates. I do not stop. I am unrelenting. But I don't. I'm not supporting anyone that's going to turn out to be a rhino. But look at Tyson. Look at Herschel. Look at Mm -hmm. Oz. These are all people who had private lives. They do not need to run for office. Very, very similarly to Trump, they're doing it because they feel a calling because it's such a hot mess, which I think most people would agree with. So we need you know, non-politicians to get into the running that actually know how to run a business, succeed in a practice, a private practice of any kind, whether it's to be a, a sports person, to whether it's an athlete, to whether it's a doctor, to whether it's an ER doctor. You know, these are all people who have taken it upon themselves to do something. I am you vouching. Got, you know, the swamp. He is a America first, make America great again, right now, save America conservative. He just is. And and I'm just telling people what I know to be true. 
I have a I have a responsibility to always be honest with my audience, regardless of, of things. Uh, there have been people that, have, for example, we discussed this earlier in the week, lying about my position on Ukraine. Hannity's trying to start a World War Three and send American troops to to Ukraine. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm saying I'm, I'm saying yeah, just the opposite. That's really weird. You've you've actually never said that. I mean, that's just a bold faced lie. That I, can't I'm even strongly be left up saying to no. Interpretation. You've but you've always said no to that. You've yeah. literally been saying. I mean, we had a caller calling yesterday asking you to please stop talking about Tampa, Florida, and the drones. <laughs> now you see, yeah. you just blew, you just you blew, you were supposed Sorry. to stop me, and you just did it. Right, let me go to the Sorry. Fox News poll. Should the U.S. be doing more to help Ukrainians fight Russia? 63% of respondents say yes. 32% say no. Uh, Are you concerned about Russia's invasion of Ukraine? 82% say yeah. And uh, 17% say no. Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky's job responding to the Russian invasion. 76% approval rating. 19% disapproval rating. And does what happens in the Russia-Ukraine conflict matter in the U.S.? 85% say yes. Only 14% say no. If you don't say yes to that question, you don't have the slightest understanding of the geopolitical connections uh, and the impact that this is and will have on the entire world. That's how important this is. Should we be doing more to help the Ukrainians fight Russia? Even Democrats, 68% said yes. On top of Republicans, almost the same same exact number, if you can believe it. Um, you know, do you favor the U.S. policy in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine? Continue economic sanctions, 80% yes. Military equipment to Ukraine, 78% yes. Help Ukrainians settle in the U.S., 67% said yes. More U.S. troops to NATO, 60% yes. Create a Ukrainian no-fly zone, 52% said yes. I disagree with that. I draw, draw a line there because that'll be our planes and our pilots, and that will be a direct conflict with, with, with Russia, um, and I don't think it's our role. Now, we can provide them anything we want to provide them, but short, but short of that, no. If the Ukrainians decide to do it, that's got to be up to them. They have got to defend their own country, they, they, and they have shown incredible valor. Uh, 31%, should we send U.S. troops to Ukraine? Only 31%. So this poll in particular is showing that the American people, not just this audience, agree with me. Um, favor spend, sending military equipment into Ukraine? Yep, 78% yes. Uh, extremely concerned, very concerned about Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Yeah, 82% are extremely concerned uh, about this, and they should be. Uh, 78% providing Ukraine more equipment. I mean, th- these this is a big deal, and um, I, I just think when you look at it, uh, it, it you know, we underestimate the, the brilliance of the American people sometimes. Because this, and, and I try to explain where this peace through strength ideology began. I mean, you have people, you can go back over the years and, and people that, you know, from the John Bircher Society, for crying out loud, you can go back that far. Um, and you've had people that have supported nationalism in a way that doesn't, is not particularly compatible to my definition of America first. Uh, you have people that have believed in isolationism, 
I do not believe that. And if you do, I think you're rather naive. Uh, one need only look at World War II as Exhibit A. If you don't stop people early, what can happen? Um, the idea is great in concept, but in reality, it doesn't always work out the way you want. And one way or the other, the U.S. being the superpower it is, is going to get dragged into it. And it's better that the Ukrainians beat the Russians right now. That's why it's imperative to get them the weapons. Uh, you know, there's, there's, it, it's just interesting to watch where people come down on on some issues. Richard is in Nevada. Richard, you're a trucker. I'm reading. Is that true? Yes, sir. Now you own you you uh, owner operator or what do you do? I I am an independent owner operator. I just good for you. Give you some numbers that everybody can understand. Okay. Fuel prices where they are right now. It's a dollar a mile. Wow. Wow. What did it used to be? What what was it before? Oh, it used to run, oh, maybe 50 cents. Okay, so you're you're now paying double. And by the way, you were paying what long before? um, You were paying higher prices long before Russia invaded Ukraine. Is that correct, sir? Oh, yeah. Uh, My son wrote down the mileage or the... Fuel costs the day of the election, the day that Biden was elected, and within six months, it had almost doubled. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's amazing. And, and by the way, now, you're not taking a pay cut, I assume. I assume no, that... The, I, I, I'm passing it through to my customers. I, I mean, and that, by the way, that's the only option you have. You don't yeah. have any other option. It's not like... Look, I, I won't ask you what you make a year, but I'm sure you're on the road a lot. You got to pay for the maintenance of that rig. Um, that means there are, there are days, maybe weeks, with the supply chain issue that your rig is down. That's a problem for you. Um, and and I know people are paying more for loads. There's a premium there. And so, I mean, from my perspective, it's you should not take one penny less. It's not like you're making millions of dollars a year. My my revenue is at all at an all time high, but I'm not making any more money. That's a, the point because the money is going into the the gas tank, the di- the diesel fuel. I, I put six hundred dollars in my tank this morning. I put nine hundred dollars in yesterday. Eight hundred dollars in the day before. That's a lot of money, my friend. Well, listen, we have learned something in the course of the pandemic and the course of the convoy in Canada. We've learned how important what it is that you do every day. You're you're a lifeline to every product that we buy in every store we go to. It's a hard job, uh, and we appreciate the hard work you put in every day because I like my grocery store full. Uh, I don't like the prices right now, but I like my, I like the shelves full, and it's only possible because of people like you. And thank you for what you do. Thank you, Sean. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Quick break, right back to your calls. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Listen, everyone knows I'm a Pure Talk customer. I told you how much I love their service. Maybe you're still clinging to the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. If you are, you can get the exact same coverage, cell towers, 5G network, and the average family saving over close to a 1000 bucks a month. Uh, Listen to this five-star review. Dave from New York, quote, I was hesitant about changing from Verizon to Pure Talk, but I was shocked to learn that the exact same plan that I had with Verizon for 170 bucks would only cost $49 with Pure Talk. Now, my next concern was how difficult would it be to make the change? It was simple. 
Verizon quickly gave me the code number without trying to talk me out of it. I now enjoy the exact same plan and service, but I'm saving 120 bucks a month. That's real money. It's time for you to join the hundreds of thousands of us to stampede away from the big carriers. You get the same cell towers. You get the same 5G network. Just dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Say the keyword, save now, and you'll also save an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250, keyword, save now, and you can be switched over to Pure Talk in less than 10 minutes. Final Hour Roundup is next. You do not want to miss it. And stay tuned for the Final Hour Free-For-All on The Sean Hannity Show. All right, back to our busy phones. Patty in Illinois. Patty, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Glad you called. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. How are you today? I'm good today. Thank you for calling. What's on your mind? Well, I could do a Q&A with you all day, my friend. Uh, I love your show. I can't wait to hear your Hannity Show tonight, what you're going to evaluate. I watched uh, President Biden uh, after the NATO summit, and um, he took I think six questions. Yeah, about that. And um, one of the questions I was, and and first off, I have no confidence in this White House administration, and it is scary. I live here in Illinois, too poor to uh, move and too uh, not rich enough to live here, but, hey, I'm making it, and I'm thankful that I'm in the United States. I feel for the people there in Ukraine. I'm so proud of President Zelensky and how strong they are. I'm like you, though, Sean, I want no boots on the ground. But to hear President Biden today talk, and then one of the uh, questions was about the 2024 election. And on to talk about things like that, he could have deferred the, the question, but to be negative in about the United States and any of our process, you know, it was appalling to me. And then, of course, his last question, he ended up going back and he took, and then the angry Joe, you can tell the change. That's why I said I can't wait to watch Kennedy tonight to see you, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, how you evaluate. So you're you're raising such good points here. I wish I had more time to delve into this with you, but um, I I will promise you this, and I'll have you in mind tonight when I'm on the air to – get into the the nitty-gritty details of exactly what you're talking about okay wait because i you know sean i am i'm scared uh i have grandchildren and you know like i said i've i've lived my life and you know now i i try to do things to enjoy my grandchildren and to hear some of the things that's why i said i can't wait for tonight i love your show um i just i i fear for what is going to go on if this continues in 2022 elections can't come soon I'm, I'm up on the clock but here's what it's going to come down to this november and november 2024 that's what it's going to end up coming down to because that's the only way we can stop this disaster and it is an unmitigated failure and disaster uh i appreciate the call patty wish i had more time for you quick break right back 